Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another episode of Got Faded Japan. We're doing the A-sides and the B-sides tonight. I'm back on the streets of Tokyo, walking around. You're going to have some ambient noise. You're going to hear the real thing, because I ain't walking around Shibuya, Rapongi. You know, going around with all that touristy shit. Went to Ebisu. Oh, I went somewhere real local. Uh, called Sugamo. Good for fucking you. Now, I'm on the west side. Uh, walking around. And we're busy. Actually, Johnny and I spent the entire weekend together. But not like a couple of lovers. Uh, he was organizing events and I was playing at them. So we did not have time to get in with the old studio for the God Fate of Japan. So, uh, it brought us together, but it separated us from you. You like that scooter? I don't. So I'm in Ogikubo, and Ogikubo has a fledging adult nightlife. So there's this one place called, uh, Girls Airline. I don't know what that place does. They, they never let me. They, they, I'm not even allowed near there. Oh, they're catcalling a uh, hostess, I guess. Then there's like another place called Lavender. It looks pretty like a massage parlor. Then there's a place called like Seychelles. I think it's a blowjob bar. Then I'm, I see this new new uh, shop that's opened up called Lover's Jack. It's a club. You can tell by the price what you get. This place, one set is 60 minutes, and it's 3,000 to 5,000 yen. So in 60 minutes, you're not going to get a lot of action from the ladies for uh, 60 minutes for three, 5,000 yen, $50. Just, just all right, pass some smoking hot women. Uh, who knows what they're doing on this street? There's also some nice little little restaurants and cheap izakayas and like a wine bar. So right next to the old uh, the old blowjob shop, they got uh, you can get your ramen after you know. You work up that appetite, shooting off into somebody's mouth. Um, what was I saying? Yeah. So that's why that's why it's going this way today. I'm ranting. I've had a few drinks. Let me tell you. Hey, uh, you know what I had for dinner today, and this is something that I've really taken a liking to yesterday, is that uh, recently after I finished my, my 9 to fiver on a Monday, I have a private uh, lesson that I go to, and, and she's really cool. She's like a PhD and involved in all this interesting science kind of stuff, and she needs to learn about science and all that. So, well, she knows a lot more about science than me. She knows how to, know, she needs to learn how to talk about it, you know, like what not to say and what to say so that's what I'm doing so but I got like two hours of uh, kill time between you know finishing work and meeting her in a coffee shop before I oh some people are dicks in coffee shops uh, in Japan people are so nice usually I mean socially I don't know socially aware um, but when somebody isn't, and it just, like, really jumps out at you, like, whoa, it's dick time. That's a dick right there. Um, you know, just people, like, in a crowded coffee shop, taking up an entire fucking... This guy just dropped everything twice. He just dropped a six-pack of beer onto the fucking pavement. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Ten seconds earlier, I saw, like, the hugest manga ever fall out of his pocket. It's like it's like an 800-page manga tumbled out of his pocket, and he didn't even realize. Just kept walking. I was about to run up and be like, "Dude, your your overly sized manga, like your two pounds of comic books, just fell out of your pocket, and you didn't even notice." All right. Well, anyways, coffee shop. So yeah, so I have some time to kill. And what I've taken a liking to is uh, when I offer to buy my granola. It's at this shop that specializes in international goods. So, as a result, there's a lot of interesting beer in there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just growing and growing and growing, right? Because everyone fucking loves beer these days. Especially weird beers, you know? The, uh... The Clammy Vagina. They all have to have weird names. Buddies, Butt Cheeks. Um... The Adjective Noun. The... Yeah, the Concrete Plan. How's that one? I'm not talking dirty. Uh, the tiled office. That's kind of getting dirty again. Um, the leafy greens. It's like a new leaf beer. I don't know. I don't get it. But I, I like a lot of the 
facts that there's all this beer available. So what I do for dinner is I go and grab like a like a huge beer. It costs like eight dollars. It's like an IPA, and they sell these uh, tongues, smoked cow's tongue. And I don't mean in pieces. I mean like the entire tongue. I think I was talking about this earlier that I didn't do it when I was up in Matsushima, and I go and buy this tongue and I sit in the park and I just drink a couple of really nice IPAs and eat a giant tongue and I buy a slice of cheese on the side. It's fucking brilliant. It's ghetto, but it's it's way more expensive than like a decent meal. It's strange and just, yeah, sit in the park and the tongue is like a complete tongue, like you're eating a fucking tongue. The tongue is a goddamn tongue. Then I go and I uh, get a little buzz on and I teach the PhD. That's... That's a Monday. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Mm. All right. So I have some talking points. And I'm going to be walking around these side streets, but sometimes they wind back up onto the main road. I'll try and stay off of that main road. So just open up. Oh, yeah. So I, I played a wedding gig a couple of weeks ago for... Uh, some, I wouldn't, I'm friendly with them, they're acquaintances, I think, technically, because uh, I don't know that much about them, and I, like, aside from seeing them at my shows, like, I don't really know them, or at their wedding, I guess, we, but a uh, really cool couple of people, P and E, let's call them that, so I was up in the mountains playing for their wedding, and they actually had like a little bit of a history with our band, with my band that I play with, uh, with Aaron. What was it? They, we were playing a show and E wanted to propose, but he was taking his fucking sweet time. And he was like, you know, what's it called? Lolly, lollygagging. <laughs> and, uh, I've lived in Japan for so long. All those words are so weird to me now. Lollygagging. And she was like, let's go see the fucking Didsy Dropouts. And he, he eventually proposed, and she accepted. And then they ran to our show, and we were playing. And uh, they associate, like, getting engaged and beginning this married, married life together with seeing our band. So it was really cool that they invited us to be their uh, wedding band, right? Usually a wedding band just comes and goes and you contribute to the evening, but we had more of a, we had like quite a deep connection. The fact that it was klezmer music as well in these Japanese mountains, um, it's fucking weird, man. That's an experience that doesn't really happen a lot. And sometimes I like wonder about professional musicians, you know, I'm an amateur musician because I, I, I only play the music I want to. I'm not, I think... Once you're super professional, you only play the music you want. Or once you make a living. But for the most part, like, a lot of musicians, they, they, they do jazz really well. But they, if they're professional, they make a lot of their money doing commercials. And I'm just not really into that. You know? I'm not sure how it works. But anyways, if you're, like, super famous or super huge or something like that, then the chance to just go into the mountains of Japan and play klezmer music at a wedding for some foreigners and all these Japanese people as well get them dancing pump them full of wine and just the violin and the clarinet and the trumpet start going and I had to play drums and guitar we had like this 18 song set list fucking incredible and I laugh my fucking balls off holy shit but I'll get to the point. We, I mean, there's like points in life where you laugh and there's points in life where you're just so happy and shit gets funny and it's the best. So good. So good. And then you're hammered on top of it. But the, uh, the next day after the wedding, this, uh, place where we were staying at, they, uh, what do they do? They have like group activities and I, my, my policy in life is fuck group activities. Fuck no. And they're terrifying group activities. These group activities are like uh, canyoning. And that's where you jump off the sides of waterfalls into freezing cold water in groups, one after another. 18 meter drops? No. That sounds horrible to me. It genuinely sounds like, why are you inviting me to this kind of thing? It's like, well, hey, we're going to go do this party where uh, we uh, sacrifice 
dogs, one after the other. Just throw them off a cliff. You want to? No, don't. They had a good time. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, in, instead, what I did on a beautiful sunny day is I went hiking in the mountains by myself. And I, uh, I, I came up with this weird way of doing melodies. I wonder if I can do it. I haven't done it since. <laughs> I can't do it. That's horrible. I shouldn't be doing that to you guys. Um... <laughs> Something like that. I thought that was pretty neat. I've never been down this street before. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, just go down to the river, throw some rocks in the river, see see some, like, monitoring stations, and walk through the fucking forest and see some flowers. I don't really want to throw myself off a goddamn cliff. Fuck that. Group activities? Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. That's why I don't have any friends. <laughs> That's why when I have free time, no one's calling me. Because <laughs> I, I walk around the mountains going like this. I mean, no one's really going to be uh, wanting to do that. Probably most people think that's insane and group activities are the way to go. I get it. I fucking get it. All right. Anything else? Oh, yeah. Coming back um, on the uh, the old bus the next day after the wedding. 3 p.m. departure time. 6 p.m. arrival time. ETA. We're all hungover. The bride, the new wife, uh, is super cool. She had a bottle of amazing vodka. And we're passing it around the bus. Everyone's drinking from it. You know, hey, would you like some bus vodka? Yes, I would like some bus vodka. How about you? Would you like some bus vodka? You know what? I think I would like some bus vodka. Hey, do you want some bus vodka? I do, but there's none left. Like, it just went, like, snap. Bus vodka, gone. Um, what did it taste like? It had, like, a taste. I don't want to say bacon, because there is a bacon vodka out there that I want to try. What did it taste like? It tasted like fucking... I can't remember, but it was good. It was good. It's from New, Z- New Zealand. Uh, and then, of course, you get a buzz on, and then it's just traffic jam. Fucking hours-long traffic jam. Those those typical tr- Tokyo traffic jams where people say, oh, it's only like 35 kilometers long. I don't know if that even happens in, in where, like, L.A., Beijing, certainly. Oh, yeah. China. It was like one of those Asian traffic jams. And we're all just getting soberer and soberer. Where no one is having a good time anymore. And you start sweating. You get the sober sweats. And you're sitting in this bus. Uh, And then finally, traffic starts up. And we see a rest station above, ahead, right? Like, yeah, rest station. Maybe they have a convenience store with those legendary beers inside. Nope. It's illegal to sell alcohol at road stations in Japan because of the truckers. Not because of the millions of people in buses who actually might need it. Fuck that. So, no beer for us. Instead, it's like this multiplex, family-themed putsy prince. The little prince is big in Japan for some reason. It's like this multi-prince rest stop with like 30 shops. All specializing in, in the little prince stuff, and uh, like like we're talking like eighty dollar book covers at a at a road stop, for, based on the putsy prince, the little prince. We're talking like twenty five dollar packs of cards based on the little prince. So that's legal for some reason. That's legal for some fucking reason, but. Getting a nice cold beer, getting on a bus, is illegal at that moment in time. That was weird. And everyone's walking around. And they had, like, of course, it's, you know, no one fucking knows how to use the Jap- uh, the French language in Japan. And it's even worse than the English language, technically speaking. So uh, right above the, uh, the handicapped parking and washroom area was labeled in French, like, like, 
I'm loosely translating, but it was like the best the best gastronomy available here. It was like right next to the shitter in the handicap parking space. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine that happening in your country? That would be like a cruel joke, not an innocent mistake. Yeah, right next to the toilet in the handicap parking space is the center for food. Ugh. Gross. Anything else I have to add about that? Well, it was cool because we eventually got back, and I was going to go down to uh, Shindaita, my Japanese hangout, and see a friend from out of town, but I've got the day mixed up. But instead, a whole bunch of my other Japanese friends were there, the, the cats I recorded with on that album I played a couple of weeks ago. So I got to hang out with them. It was cool. It's nice to see them. And then I went home. All right. That's that. Jesus. Putsy Little Prince themed roadsides. It's not even like a tiny road. Like we're talking like 20, 30 shops. And and there's and it's all all of the restaurants and all of the the shops are carved in like intricate cement and it is trying to look like old France and and they got all these quotes from the little prince everywhere. But they're just labeled like haphazardly. It's it's so weird, and it just comes out of nowhere. Comes out of nowhere. Okay, we get it. All right, this week's pick of the week is a Bellhaven 90 slash wiggle mark wee heavy rich Scottish ale. It's 7.4%. Re- uh, the grocery store I use is owned by Walmart and Tesco, some British shit. And so, as a result, we get a lot of fucking beer from everywhere there. It's cheap. Here we go. Yeah. I was hoping for more of a boozy sound, but nope. So, here we go. Pick of the week. Yeah, it smells like uh, Pete. Like my friend Pete there. <laughs> smells like Pete. Um, a little bit of John. Yeah. All right, let's give it a go. Yeah, it's definitely ailey. It's a little bit sweet, but it tastes like porridge in a way. Like the um, the bowl of porridge at the end of the bowl when the butter and the oats and the brown sugar have mixed together. Kind of tastes like that, but it's beer. And it doesn't taste like shitty fucking oatmeal. That's for goddamn sure. Wow, this is actually good. This is good. It'd be better in a glass. Way fucking better in a glass. Oh, yeah. Bit of a sweet aftertaste, like I said. It is a 7.4% beer, so what are you expecting? But I don't mean you, I mean myself. Unless you were expecting a different finish, but that's the finish. That's the finish. Oh, I love these back streets. Walking around Tokyo is the best. You can like, you can walk around with headphones on, display your fucking iPhone, uh, walk around with a nice beer and a nice bag and a diary under your arm, and no one gives you any shit. Especially if you're a hulking white male. <laughs> that might have something to do with it. If I was some little uh, Laotian uh, massage girl, I'd probably be running for my life right now. Jesus. I used to live on this side of the station. Oh, the streets are empty now. How about that? Uh, so what do I give this? What do I give this? What do I give this? Well, we can go chub. More than a chub. It's more than a thumb up. I'm going to give it... A thumb and a chub. I think well, it's, it was like it was cheap though. That's the thing. It was two hundred and forty-five yen. You know, put that into your converter and drink it. Um, what does that mean? What does that even mean? That means it's about two two dollars less than two euros. That's pretty good. And if you're pounding it, like in the England, yeah, rather, I would say wouldn't be. A, even two pounds there, sir. 
be quite less than two. But what do I know? Might be reaching two. But this would be from the shop, not from the old pub. Thumb and a half. That is the Bellhaven 90 uh, forward slash squiggle mark. We heavy. That sounds stupid. Sorry, I don't want to sound gay. Oh, like all the, yeah, we heavy. I don't know. We heavy's all right. A lot of those names though are are pretty pretty fruity, pretty gay. I don't know. I'm just like the strange names of it all. The lunch break. Really? It's it's a lunch break. You're making a giant fucking beer called an IPA, and you're naming it lunch break. Why can't it just be something like? Like, those internet companies, Squarespace. That sounds logical, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Mouth time. How about that for a beer name? Let's get a couple of mouth times. It's time for the mouth. All right. Oh, shit. I'm walking around with an iPhone, a beer in my hand, and my fucking schedule. See, so, yeah, in... I got used to calling it a diary. Oh, sobriety. Mountains were good, though. Those Japanese mountains. Always a good time. Always a good fucking time. Um, what have I done? Okay. I, maybe I've said this before, but I'm not sure. But this company I work at, it's, the, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm doomed to this job. But I make good money at it, all right? <laughs> Not enough to actually do anything with my life. Um, but it's in an office, and I've never taught in an office before. And in an office, the importance of a desk suddenly becomes uh, a lot more elevated than in other situations, right? If you're a delivery man, you don't really think about you. Whoa, sorry. You don't really think about your desk a lot. If you're, um, an, you know, an Olympic sprinter, the desk isn't on your mind. Um, if you are training the Navy SEALs, you're not thinking about desks. But in an office, like on my floor alone, there's 300 people working there. I'm the only foreigner. That's fucked up. I feel like that scene in a Woody Allen movie. Uh, where everything you wanted to know about sex, but were too afraid to ask. When the guy's getting ready to... Uh, to, you know, jizz into that girl, and it shows his sperm. It doesn't really show his sperm, but his sperm are portrayed by actors in little sperm costumes, and they're all lining up like soldiers about to jump out of the side of a helicopter, and, and or a plane, and all of the sperm are white, except for one black sperm, and the black guy is like, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? That's how I feel when you're like the one white guy in a floor of 300 working Asian people. And I'm doing a job that's completely unrelated to them. They're all on their computers making Excel spreadsheets and very colorful PowerPoint presentations. And I'm just, oh, I'm passing by a house my brother used to live at. Um, and what's that? Yeah, anyways, the fuck was I talking about? Oh, God damn it. Oh god damn it, this is so podcasty. The jizzing before the jizzing. Oh yes, yes, yes. So the desk. The desk is really important. And but no one actually really knows for some reason in Japan that the correct way to say it is I am at my desk. I work at my desk. I have lunch at my desk. Sometimes I um fall asleep at my desk. Um no one really knows that. And so, everyone keeps telling me weird-ass shit. Like, like, I eat lunch in my desk. I eat lunch under my desk. I eat lunch on my desk. You hear it three times, and you're just like, what do you mean at? You mean at. You hear it 300 times... And it takes on a whole new meaning, where I imagine all of these hard-working Japanese people suddenly at lunch get really freaky, where they're, you know, one guy takes a little lunch box out of his bag and 
opens up a drawer, climbs in, and starts eating. Another guy whips out a hamburger, walks onto his desk, standing up there on his desk, eating a hamburger. Next guy is like beside his desk, whipping out a bowl of ramen. Some guy's in his desk with a barbecue or some shit. It's fucked up. And yeah, it's weird because it took on this whole idea of like conceptualizing a basic mistake, but over and over and over again, repeatedly, it was being mentioned in the working environment that I was teaching it at, and it just became very strange in my mind. (sighs) By the way, you guys should check out our sponsors. You really should. Gamaso, which is where I was playing all weekend, and um, Mitsuya Liquors, they're, they're the place to go, I swear by it, it's not exciting all the time, but it's deep, and you get some interesting shit going on, mm, sometimes Gamaso can be dead, but it was hopping this weekend, it was hopping, it was hopping, it was fucking hopping, that's what I wanted to mention, yeah, Oh yeah, I'm going to harp on a musician, or a singer. I guess she's a musician, sure. So, uh, I played a show for some reason on Sunday more, Sunday afternoon. Johnny organized it, and he did a good job. He promoted it well, and the bands were there, and there were some people there as well. Um, and this is a message to all you fucking drummers out there, as a drummer. What you need to do is not play on a small stage, in a small room, as if you are playing to a hundred million people at an ACDC concert, right? Those guys can play however loud they want because their sound is going out so far. But when you are a drummer in a small room and you bring in some sticks, it's basically like someone doing construction work in a small room. You, you, if you have a dad who had power tools, all right, imagine trying to study when your dad is using power tools next to you. Imagine trying to listen to music when somebody in the room is using power tools. It's really fucking hard. And everyone clears out of the room. So uh, bands are always wondering, why did everyone clear out of the room? Answer. Doesn't matter how good your drummer is, he's too fucking loud. And he needs to simmer down. And he needs to realize that not everyone likes to listen to goddamn construction work in a small fucking room. And the drummer makes it so that his skills, which are the least important skills to be noticed, overshadow the singer's voice overshadow the guitar and often overshadow the keyboards so those the guitar the singer the keyboards are all playing these intricate melodies and the drummer is too but the drummer is basically playing in rock music a 2/4 pattern it doesn't matter if it's like or it's as long as you get that you don't need to hear all the intricacies of, of being a drummer right so shut the fuck up Shut the fuck up. And drummers don't realize that they're playing loud because they're just into their own patterns, right? I know as a drummer, I've cleared out rooms before too. I bring in lighter sticks. I even bring in like uh, hot rods, they're called, like between brushes. And uh, even though I don't get the sound I want, every time I do so in a small room, more people stick around and not everyone has to endure fucking construction work. Right? Okay. Anyway, so uh, I show up for the uh, the show. And it's a nice vibe, chill Sunday afternoon. I'm going to be playing with Erin. She's got her trumpet. I got my songs. I'm like, eh, you know, some people might come, some people might not. But I'm still looking forward just to, you know, playing the tunes. You can't pack out shows every night, especially on a Sunday afternoon. Ooh, a heron. I'm walking in a ri- by a river now. <laughs> At a river. <laughs> Under a river. Um... And the first band goes on, and the singer's got a good voice, and she's writing songs. So, but the the drummer kind of, he's an excellent drummer, by the way. He was super good. He just played too loud. He played so loudly. He wasn't even playing that loudly. That's the thing. When you get, like, metal uh, cymbals and wooden drumsticks, it really doesn't take that 
much effort to cause a lot of aggravating noise. Whether it's well played or not, if it's in a small room, the noise is going to be aggravating to the ears on a technical level. Even though the drumming might be well uh, delivered or well executed, on a technical level you have this abrasive noise entering a bunch of people's ears, and then that makes them go away. It's like um, if you're talking to somebody and enjoying the conversation, and they start flashing a laser in your eye, you're probably going to like not enjoy the conversation. You're probably going to go somewhere else. So that's kind of what it's like. So a lot of people go downstairs. and Because Gamasso is like two levels, right? Or three levels if you go upstairs. That's, that's where you can get some extra magic. Anyways, um, and the girl starts singing, you know, saying to the crowd, like, hey, where'd everyone go? We need you upstairs. Come enjoy the show. We'd, it's not fun without you. Blah, 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 blah. Come on. Come on upstairs. And I, I stayed upstairs the entire time. I didn't really particularly enjoy the music. It's just not my style of music. It's like girl pop kind of music. So if you're into that, it's good. But if you're not, you're not going to care that much because it's not that abrasive or offensive, right? So they finish. And then I'm up in a couple of sets. And I go up. And the whole band is downstairs talking to each other. And then, you know, at the end of my set, I say, you know, thank you, everyone, especially the band that said, come upstairs to enjoy the music, who are now downstairs, not even upstairs like they wanted everyone else to do. I called them out on their shit, because that's what you need to do sometimes. Anyways, I go downstairs, and they were apologizing. Sorry, man, I had to eat. Yeah? Were you eating for the past hour and a half? Oh, man, I really enjoyed it from downstairs. Yeah. All right. Oh, we got Echo. Hey. But, uh, hey. Eh, but the old thing is, it's like, yeah, I know. But you're a hypocrite. <laughs> you're, you're a total hypocrite. We had a good set, though, Aaron and I. We played well. Not a lot of people were there. I was happy. I'm getting a little bit more liberal these days with my thoughts and and not being so fucking, I don't know, has to be, I don't know. I don't know what I mean by that. I don't like talking about it. So that was the show. That was the fucking show. 32 minutes in, folks. 32 minutes. And I got some more I want to talk about. Oh, I used to walk down these roads. I used to live on the south side. But now I'm on the north side. And I've been on the north side for pretty much as long as I was on the south side of my station. Uh, so I'm kind of revisiting these old side streets. Because this side of the station is way better for uh, the old side streets. I went to a, a baseball game last week with the old girl. The old lady. Had a great time. In Tokyo, there's two teams. Two baseball teams. Um the Yomuri Giants and the Occult Swallows. And the, of course the Yomuri Giants are like the Yankees and the sorry and the Swallows are like the New Jersey Devils or the New York Islanders. I know I'm crossing my sports, but I'm not a sports guy. The Occult or the Occult Swallows were like the Buffalo Sabres. How's that? It was like the Yomuri Giants were like the New York Rangers. And the uh, Colt Swallows were like the Buffalo Sabres. I don't know enough about baseball to make a comparison. The thing, though, is that the uh, Yomiri Giants have all the money. Crazy-ass fans. The fans are well-organized. They're uh, their team leaders organize their uh, followers into proper cheering sections. And they uh, announce which songs to play to the horn sections. Yeah, the uh, you may well know the little sports fans are well organized in Japan. They they show up with proper songs, set lists, organized um, members, and a hierarchy unto their own that shout at shout positive songs and messages to their team when their team is at bat, and then the other the other side supporters shuts up. They don't heckle or do anything. Uh, they might clap if a guy gets out. They might boo if some uh, batter gets hit in the face with a ball, you know, from the pitcher. But generally speaking, the noise, fan noise, comes for support. 
but the uh, the occult swallows are like the minor team in Tokyo, so they don't get as much support. Their fans are a lot more demure, I think we could say. Um, Jesus, my iPhone just sent me a message. I hate it. So what happens? They're demure. But the thing is, is that their stadium, it's the 1964 Tokyo Olympic Stadium, which means it's like one of those classic um, open-air stadiums made of cement. And all of the shops are kind of older, and the booze is cheap. That's one thing. Uh, I was getting, like, double shots of Jack Daniels for, like, $6 delivered to my fucking chair. Holy shit, good luck with that anywhere else. And he even, you know, put in a little extra. It was weird. I was expecting it to be like 800, 900, or 8 or 9, 10 dollars, 5, 6, 7 euros per beer. No. 500 yen. Chill. So that was really cool. And you go down and it just feels like those old stadiums, you know, where it's like it's functional, it's for sports, the shops are small, you line up, you get your peanuts, you get your beer, you get your whiskey, you get some sausages, you take them back to your seats and you sit down and enjoy the game. My girlfriend had, my partner, my girlfriend, she had the tickets comp to her because her friend as her friend's husband works for the baseball team somehow. So I guess now we get free tickets. So we got free tickets and we went. And it was, of course, free tickets, which means way up in the nosebleeds there. But it's kind of neat. I don't mind the nosebleeds when it comes to baseball. You can kind of see everything. It feels more like when you watch sports on TV. You can kind of see everything. You ever notice that? You go to a live sports game, you're sitting front row. You can't really see anything except for like when some guy runs up beside you to catch a ball or... Uh, check a guy into the fucking corner if you're into hockey the the floorboards I don't know I don't know I've been away for so long I can't remember all my vocabulary it was cool it's good yeah you could get fucked up there for less than 20 30 dollars and that's that's in addition to having a free ticket whoa Halloween shit in Japan this big old house has Halloween stuff so that was cool the old Halloween, no, the old baseball game, getting shots of Jack Daniels delivered to your chair. Oh, but because we were in the uh, nosebleeds, like, periodically I would notice like a lot of tw- like twinkling, like flashing little colors in the audience, like on the in the on the on the on the most expensive area, you know, the area closest to the stands. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Because it's just like it's like a little flash of light would just distract you or a little twinkle in the corner of your eye. Hey there, son. It would distract you. And um, eventually I realized it was uh, people's smartphone screens. Like they're so glossy and so reflective that once you started looking into the audience, you could see everywhere like little tiny sparkling reflections like fucking... Um, what are those, uh, lightning bugs, like lightning bugs in the, in the forest or in the tree or, you know, crawling through your shoelaces on the side of Lake Huron in July. It was bizarre. And there's no going back. That's, that's part of our culture now, I think. Um, yeah, everyone's going to be simultaneously uploading their their experiences as they're experiencing it into the into the old uh, alternative dimension there called the internet. Oh Jesus! I'm resting my beer on this person's wall. I hope they don't notice me. It's because I need to access my my special information. Oh yeah, give me that special information. Where did it go? Can you hear me ruffling my papers? Wedding, check. Bus ride, check. Uh, work at my desk. Baseball game, live shows, mana. Going upstairs. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. So, give me, a, give me a little break here. Hold on a second. And I'm back. Going upstairs. What do I mean by that? I mean chickens. I mean hierarchy, right? 
we all know there's a pecking order in life. There's always a goddamn pecking order. Sometimes you make it, sometimes it makes you. That's the case of the old pecking order. What? How does that relate to stairs? You're probably thinking as you're driving your scooter through China. Um, well, it does in a way, because in our social groups we have social hierarchies. But we, when we are transitioning between our social groups, we are creating social hierarchies. So. There was a study that was done by this guy who liked chickens. He would, you know, a whole bunch of chickens together. They would uh, develop their pecking order, introduce some new chickens into there, and it was like chaos. Where, where does this chicken go? Where do I fit in? And that's essentially what it's like when we commute. We're, we're between pecking orders, and on the way from one pecking order to another, we're trying to establish a pecking order, right? Uh, my time is more important than your time, for example. Uh, so I'm going to move in front of you, or get the fuck out of my way because I'm busy, or um, some person might do that to you, and that's essentially what it is. What 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 is meant by uh, in, <laughs> yeah in <laughs> by <laughs> commutal com, uh, commute not commune but commute commutal pecking order. And so walking upstairs, I was walking up some stairs today. And I, I looked at the stairs, and I realized that two really old, frail people that are totally near death were walking up the stairs and, 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 and grabbing onto the railing with shaky hands. And I thought to myself, I don't want to belong to that pecking order. I am going to walk up another side of the staircase. But this guy in a suit just started walking up the staircase not realizing that he was following the pecking order of geriatrics. So as I was just about to pass the geriatrics, the, the older guy in a suit tries to kind of run up between them and me when there's like clearly not enough space. And I've, I kind of need him in the ass. Like my knee like went right into his ass. And he looked back at me as if like I was like the moron. And he was just like, whoa. You know, he did that classic old thing, like old man guy thing in Japan, where I'm going to ignore you, but if you hit me or if, if you interact with me, then I am surprised. They do that to pretend as if you've done something wrong when they know what they're doing. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, uh, but I don't even acknowledge it. So my knee hits his ass, boom, right into his bum hole, and he goes... <laughs> And I just keep looking ahead as if he hasn't said mentioned a thing. And that makes him the loudmouth bitch <laughs> who lost his shit in public. <laughs> so, yeah. But, hey, you know what? Don't expect people just to, uh, just to obey you because you decide to do something dumb. I mean, the world isn't there for you to do dumb shit and have people uh, out there for you. Right? General... Okay, I'm not going to talk about that. Last thing, people. Last thing, world. Oh, my beer is gone. And I have whiskey in my pocket. This is the last thing. Has your dick ever been a dick? Think about that. You know, of course it's been a dick, but I mean, you know, like, what a dick. Like, that kind of dick. What a dick. Like, the, the guy who just fucks around with you. Like, stop being a dick, Brett. Uh, another, I don't mean Brett. I just, Brett. Uh, no, nah, Brett's not a dick. But anyway, yeah, why not? Anyway, it's just a name, right? But has your dick been a dick? I think my dick's been a dick recently. In that I'm at the office and I'm peeing into a urinal, right? And the pee finishes coming out of the dick and it just stops. There's no more pee out of the dick. And I look at you know my dick and I shake it, a couple of drops come out, and I'm like, Alright, are you done? Dick? And the dick just, you know, it's limp because it's in the toilet. And um, it's like, yeah, it's done. And then I put my dick in my p 
pants and then like more comes out like not a lot but just like a dribble you know you dribble your trousers what's up with that does that happen to anyone else but me where you're like why did you do that dick you know why are you being such a dick be a penis and just be fucking this malleable acquiescent tool that I can use does that ever happen because like sometimes like and then it's pee on the inside of your pants and you gotta deal with that and you gotta be like ah how do I solve this why why there's the shame the shame and sometimes public shame if you don't know how to take care of it you know if you're wearing thin underwear good luck I mean that's gonna because for some reason it's even though there's just a couple of drops, they're big drops, and they go right through the pants. And all of a sudden, your dick is like, hey, I'm a dick. Fuck you. I'm working with your liver. We're getting revenge. But I wonder. I wonder why that happens. It's like, we're totally done here, right? Right? Is you're looking at your dick in a fucking urinal. Right? We're done here, right? It's like, yeah, no more. You shake it. Yeah, nothing more. And you shake it a bit more because you know, hey, is this going to be one of those days and nothing happens? And then you put it in your trousers and then right back. It's just bloop, bloop, couple of couple of drops come out and uh, you're off to the, the shame house, the house of mental shame. Going, why does it do this to me? Why can't I just get it done when I want it to get done? So I wonder if that happens to anyone else but me. Actually, I know it does. You guys are just too cowardly to admit it. There's a product in Japan that uh, that safeguards you from that. Like you actually put this sort of weird this this uh, pa- like fabric in, over your crotch area or something like that, and it will absorb your uh, dribble juice. You know, as you come stumbling out of the fucking toilet at noon taking a shit on company time all right that's it for me folks i'm up to an hour-ish 50 minutes i hope you guys enjoyed it i'll catch you guys next time until then everyone catch johnny on the b-sides peace when i want to save money and drink better beer I go down to Mitsuya Liquors in Tokyo, Minami Asagaya. Why? They got over 300 types of beer from across the world and from around Japan. They got IPAs, pale ales, pilsners. It's a beautiful thing. And if you want something else, they got it. They got a fine selection of Napa Valley wines, Japanese sake, and shochu. And you can take all those puppies into the back and drink them there, which means that you're saving money by drinking at liquor store prices in a social environment. So fade on and save. Mitsuya Liquors in Minami Asagaya. Yo, what's up, Faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com That's www.gamuso.com That's right, Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. 
Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks, but if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. My own brother, a goddamn shit soaking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.